Welcome to the Ask Sophie podcast, where each week I answer your questions on all things mindset and manifestation. I'm obsessed with helping you create the life of your dreams. And in this podcast, I do my very best to guide you. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really hope you love today's episode. Hi, and a great big warm welcome to the Ask Sophie podcast, season two. We are now at episode 31. This is take two because I started recording a short while ago and then there was some drillings out <laughs> from one of, the, one of the other apartments. Fingers crossed that doesn't happen again or if it does, I don't know if I'm just going to keep going for a bit or quit, but we will see. I was saying, as I recorded before, that I was torn before I started recording because I was like, do I go and do the mindfulness meditation that I really want to get done for Reframe? Or do I have my lunch because I'm really hungry and super looking forward to it? Or do I come and do this podcast? And obviously doing the podcast one. And part of the reason is the topic I'm going to speak to today. And this episode, I think I'm going to call what 20 plus years and more than 20,000 pounds spent on self-development have taught me my top tips for personal development. This has been on my mind for a while to share with you. It is a really powerful topic. I've got loads to say. I have distilled some of my favorite ideas and tips and tools into this episode. So I know it's going to be uber helpful to so many of you, hence me being extra eager. But before I get to this topic at hand and keep praying with me that there's no drilling or if there is, it doesn't go on for too long or disturb us too much. I want to share, no surprise, a pick of a page from Love Notes. Also do a behind the scenes and tell you about Reframe, whether you're in it already or you're thinking about joining when I launch at the end of June. I want to give you some updates. So bear with me first while I pick us a page. Let's see what comes up. Haven't actually looked at Love Notes much recently and I'm really feeling good about picking something. So let's see what comes up, what comes out, what comes through. Okay, I wanna read both these pages. It's page 124 and 125. 124 says, rest a while and all will make sense. Rest a while and all will make sense. 125, page 125 says, and one day you will realize you will know, there I was the whole time. Here I am always. So the rest of while one is just really gentle and soothing, this reminder to, it's not only okay to take time out, but it's really helpful to do so. And then the other one that talks about one day you'll realize, you'll know, there I was the whole time, here I am always, really reminds me of something that I just did for Reframe in the, FU in a critic module, the meditation, there's a beautiful piece towards the end where I have you visualize that your inner critic is actually just you in disguise. I think I say in the meditation, love in another guise. And it really, it reminds me of that, this, just this realization that you can come to when you're kind of in your own energy, that it's all 
for you and the love was and is always there. I've talked about this a few times because it's something that really resonated with me and I find so beautiful and powerful. The story that I heard on Oprah, talking about Oprah again, where a lady whose son was terminally ill said how as he was dying, she was holding him in bed and as he went from slipped from one state of consciousness, i.e. what we would call alive, into another, in other words, what we would call dead, he said, ah, it's all so easy. How he had that one perspective that shifted into another. And for me, I don't want to get to that point of I'm about to die or I'm what we would think of as dead before I get that realization that it's all for you. It's all, you know, love is omnipresent, ever-present, everywhere. Everything is drenched in that. And while it's okay when things are challenging or what we would call hard, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. Anyway, I'm going on as ever. So behind the scenes, <laughs> you might have seen, I did an Instagram live, I think it was last week. And um, I think last week, actually, also, I was recording Ask Sophie. And Laffy, Bloomin' Laffy, as I'm going to call her now, was trying to sneak out of the balcony doors as I was doing it. Well, she up leveled it. <laughs> because I was recording an Instagram live last week, like I said, I think it was, and I'd shut her out of the bedroom so that she wouldn't disturb me. And she did disturb me because mid Instagram live, I saw her, she'd somehow got onto the balcony through the tiniest of spaces. <laughs> so I was like, ah, I need to go and get the cat. But obviously I was in the middle of doing an Instagram live and Daniel sent me a screenshot of my fear stricken, <laughs> panic stricken, face as I had to pause the live or end it and then come back to it and go and get her and then when I did she was purring her head off and happy as Larry as the saying goes I wonder where that saying comes from anyway that's my behind the scenes also kind of behind the scenes you might have heard me say on Instagram probably or in real life if you're someone in in my sort of friendship group or whatever because a bunch of my friends do listen to the podcast shout out to all of you who do but I am planning on launching reframe for real, at the end of June. If you're in Reframe, uh, the mindfulness module will be uploaded very soon. And then the final module, Belief Shifting, will be in there before too long also. So keep your eyes peeled for that. If you're in it and you want to be an affiliate, let me know. You will get, I haven't decided yet, it's going to be a really generous amount for everyone who purchases via you. I am so keen, it's in my DNA to share wherever I am. And as I grow, I want to take you with me. And this is one means, one way of me doing that. Uh, there's going to be a masterclass probably in July for anyone who joins before that point. So again, keep your eyes peeled for that. I cannot wait to have everyone that's involved in Reframe come together, hopefully in the masterclass. There'll be a replay, but it'll be ace if you can be there live. I'm going to launch Reframe, like I say, at the end of June. It's going to be priced initially for a short period of time, much lower than the typical price of around 150 If you want to get on the wait list, DM me, message me, email me, whatever, so you get to hear about it before everyone else be the first to know. Obviously, on this podcast, I share heaps of my knowledge and, can I say, expertise, uh, I'm here to be helpful, like I say, pretty much every week. 
in reframe what i've done is i've distilled a bit like i'm doing in today's podcast um but obviously there's way more to it because there's only so much i can get to in 20 30 40 minutes but in reframe i wanted to emulate as closely as i could working one to one with me and there is such depth and richness to the modules in every module i do an introduction where i talk about the topic for example, uh, I would talk about mindfulness, I mentioned earlier, and then I take you through a sort of visualization, a meditation, a hypnosis to help you on the subconscious level. And that closely mirrors what I would do in one-to-one. We do the coaching, the chat, and then we also do the subconscious work. What I want to say too is that if you join in the launch period, I'm going to be giving away something or doing an offer rather of something that will give you so much extra value on top of the already loads of value you're going to get from from Reframe. So if you're thinking about it, just DM me to make sure you're on the wait list. Okay, and then also once you're in, you can act as an affiliate too, if, if that's something that works for you. And I'm really excited about giving back to my you my followers and so on and so forth through that particular mechanism okay too much excitement going on here let me now get to the topic at hand so what i'm sharing today as i said earlier i think i've had this idea percolating for a while that i wanted to share my some of my key lessons and so these are some of the main things that I would say I have picked up spanning 20 plus years of me really being such an avid student of spirituality I'm doing that thing where I'm just checking I'm recording of spirituality how quick did I say that spirituality self-development personal growth all that stuff and sharing them with you so the first thing that I want to um so I was just checking my notes there Yeah, yeah, actually, the other thing I want to say before I get into it is that you can, I'm sure, tell that I have a huge heart for this. I'm incredibly passionate about what I do. And this year alone, I haven't actually totted it up, but I have spent well over £10,000 on like developing me, learning more, courses, training, coaching, and so on and so forth, which relatively speaking is a lot of money. Now, what you can do is you can really benefit, whether it's from this podcast or from my Instagram or my membership, or of course, reframe from my me distilling this knowledge. When I sit down, for example, to to write and then record a meditation, I listened to one the other day and I was like, there is so much richness in this because I've been at this game for many, many years. And I, being a projector in human design and my, my character, I go deep on things. And all of that is distilled into everything I do, whether it's like this podcast or a meditation, my members, the masterclasses, reframe, and you are getting to benefits. Like I am being the bridge for you. When I used to listen to someone like Wayne Dyer, he would be that bridge for me because he had read all the spiritual texts and practiced certain things. And he would then pass on that knowledge. And now I'm doing the same to you. Anyway, I'm going off again. So First thing I want to share, I've talked about this before, it's actually, it's in my kids journal that I made for children called My Little Book of Happy. Um, By the way, if you have a kid with anxiety, 
that's a really useful kind of tool for them. It's on Amazon. Just search my little book of happy and I share in it all of the kind of techniques and tools that I would use with children who uh, worked with me one to one when I used to do one to one sessions. Anyway, I think that this came from a guy called Michael Neal, but I can't actually remember. And it's a really simple what we're going to call equation that goes thus. It is just E plus R equals O. In other words, event plus response equals outcome. And so naturally what is meant by this is a lot of us think this thing happened and now I feel like this in other words this if this event the rain the traffic the person being rude has caused me to feel sad let down angry the thing happened and now I feel like this and we don't understand that in between the thing happening and our response and the outcome that we, there's space for us to decide what we have control over that outcome to some degree so you could for example be stuck in traffic and decide okay I'm just going to message the person I'm on my way to see safely of course and let them know that I'm going to be late do what I can and I'm going to use this half an hour I've got whatever it is to catch up on my favorite let's just say podcast because you're listening to me or watching this on a podcast um or you could get really frustrated start getting all tense Go into this negative narrative. You get to decide how you respond, how you respond rather. So the point is, your power is in your response. And if you, as a rule, shift your attention, your focus, your awareness away from the stuff that's happening, and onto who you're being, how you're responding, this is life changing. Okay, I think I've talked about this recently and I've mentioned him just a moment ago, one of my favorite spiritual teachers of all time, he is up there with Eckhart Tolle, who I'm gonna talk about next, is my main man, Wayne Dyer. And I shared this quote, I think, uh, in a podcast or somewhere a bunch of weeks back. And it is, how people treat you is their karma, how you respond is yours. And this ties in nicely to what I was saying just a moment ago, the first point, because again, it helps us to shift our focus, our attention, our awareness onto who we're being, how we're showing up, how we are responding. And this just for me is a great way of sobering yourself up, waking yourself up. Anytime someone is quote unquote mistreating you or, or seeming to do you wrong, okay, they're going to get theirs, you know, and you don't have to think that in a haha, karma's going to get you kind of way. If you do and you're angry in the moment, that's okay, but it's ultimately not the optimum place to reside in. But just know that you don't need to teach them a lesson to um, respond in, in a like manner. Their karma is working for, quote unquote, for them. And they're going to get back in some way, shape or form the like energy of what they are putting out. So just leave that to the universe and so on and so forth, because how you respond is yours. Again, this for me is just massive. Third point, I just mentioned him a moment ago, Eckhart Tolle, adore that man so much. And you will almost certainly have heard me share this quote before. I was just talking about it yesterday it, when I was recording the mindfulness introduction module for Reframe. One of my favorite quotes of all time, along with the one I've just shared, is the Eckhart Tolle quote, what you accept, you go beyond. This, and I talked about this yesterday when I was recording for Reframe, when I heard this, it was in a meditation by Eckhart Tolle, and I literally sat bolt upright because I was so like, whoa, 
felt the potency and the power and the truth with a capital T in this statement, in this quote. We, most of us have it back, you know, um, backwards. We think that if we accept something, we will be stuck with it. This is energetically untrue. This is not how the universe works. When you make peace, and apparently Mother Teresa, I'm pretty sure it was, said I'll never like resist or fight against or like march against anything. I will focus on how I want things to be and put my attention there because I guess she understood this um, energetically. So I wanna just take a swig of my drink. Definitely is water by the way and nothing um, more exciting than that. And the other thing, I went to see Eckhart Tolle at the Royal Albert Hall a couple of years back with my friend Siobhan, shout out, hi Siobhan, if you are watching or listening. Um, and one of the key takeaways for me from that uh, event was he said, when you are, when you're in victim mode, this is your ego. The ego loves to be in victim mode because it gives you this sense, this status of moral superiority. And that is just ego all over. I want to be better than you. So it's kind of, it will position you as worse than the other person to ultimately perceive itself as better than you know oh poor me or this is done to me and you know I just let it happen whatever it is to put you in this place of perceived moral superiority and I hadn't really thought of it that way until he said it that was a real light bulb moment for me the ego loves to do that and if you know anything about narcissists I've seen this with narcissists in my life it happens that they can flip from their ego being like, they have these delicate egos, right? And so when things are going well, they're all like, yeah, look at me. And then when things go wrong, they're really, they can get really caught up, not all narcissists, but some in that whole victim thing. And yeah, that narcissists just have this exaggerated, delicate ego. One of the things actually, I wasn't going to say this, but I think this is really helpful. And I don't know where I heard this, but someone said that if you want to suss someone out, see how they respond when they don't get what they want. And then observe how they deal with things when they're in a position of power. And yeah, that for me is like, whoa, I live by that. If I was dating now, I would be looking for that in whoever I was dating. You know, if if they say, for example, they like me more than I like them or something, it's like, how do they deal with that? Because you could be in that position and be really humble and really mindful of the other person's feelings, or you could just trample all over them. That's not somebody who has a, a, a kindness in their heart in that moment. Okay. Anyway, I digress with that. So I am at the moment doing two courses, two pretty mammoth courses. One is MBA, Manifestation Babe Academy from Catherine Zinkino. It's a 20 week long course and there is so much in it on manifestation and I'm also doing who I'm going to talk about next and Amanda Francis I've just enrolled for her money mentality makeover so the next thing I want to share is from Catherine Zinkina from MBA and so one of the things that she said which I've heard before and this is this is something really potent actually there's two things I want to say so let me just write this down because I just thought about this now um she she has she said in MBA that even the experts can't agree on you know whether it's diet or mental well-being whatever it might be there are going to be well educated well researched experts who have different opinions and so ultimately 
there is no kind of ultimate truth about so many things. Like there are certain things like we know that gravity works every single time and so on and so forth. But much of our experience is just malleable. And the thing that really landed for me when I heard her say what I've heard before, you know, this, even the experts can't agree, is that pick what you're going to do and then go forth, act in conviction. Because if you believe, right, I talked about this in an email yesterday to my members, if you believe that the sugar pill is going to cure your cancer, then it, the sugar pill, in other words, you, your belief, has the potential, the capacity to cure it. This is what placebo is, right? And so don't get too hung up on, well, should I do it this way or that way? It's just like pick something and get behind it and run with it because it's your conviction, it's you getting behind it, it's you running with it that is really where the potency and and the power is. And the other thing that just came to me that Catherine Zinkina says all the time is going with a beginner's mindset because even if, and that's what happened with, you know, when she, when she said that, um, even if you hear the same thing 10 times, you know, the teacher tells you something that you've already heard 10 times and you've taught other people, it might land more powerfully, more potently in that moment. And so you've learned something or you might just hear one new thing that will be golden for you. I talked about how in that human design one-to-one -one session with Erin Claire Jones, the one thing that she taught me about having an open undefined solar plexus, that was worth every penny that I paid to her because that literally has changed my life and will change other people's lives as I continue to share that information. So beginner's mindset, massive. Amanda Francis, I just mentioned a moment ago, uh, and yeah, another thing actually that I'm doing with her is Money Mama. And in the first live call, the thing that I took from her in that call was do what's required, but at the same time, be choosing, like, how can I do this with the greatest ease? So if I think about being a parent, for example, there are certain things that from my perspective are required of me to show up to be there as a mum, as a loving figure in my children's lives. But it doesn't mean that I have to do that and beat up on myself as I go. I can at the same time choose to get support to, to make things as easy as I'm able to. So it's both. And actually, that speaks to the other thing that she introduced me to, which is this both and energy. It's not either or. So it's not, I'm just going to do the energetic work and I'm not going to take any action or I'm just going to be action oriented and, and the energetic work is BS. There's such power and potency when you have both. And and I talked about this in a previous podcast. That also for me is life changing. It's like, okay, well, this is true. And what else is true? And that circles me back around a little bit to what I was saying from that I learned from Catherine Zinkina. There are so many different ways. And I have a book <laughs> that wants to come through me once I've written Living in Faith and got that out on manifestation. And I'm going to start on this topic, topic to say that there are myriad ways of manifesting. And don't let all those different truths for want of a better word distract you and confuse you and put you into rabbit in the headlights mode you know maybe that works at one time or that works for one person or that works for a certain personality um one working one being effective doesn't preclude the other from working the other from being effective so that both and yeah this is true and what else is true or that being said that real open mind is so so helpful oh yeah and the other thing that hit me like a ton of bricks in a really good way 
was I heard Amanda Francis, she talked about, and this is an example of me hearing something that I've heard many, many times before, but in this moment, it landed just more powerfully than it ever had. And I really got it. Okay. So she said that she was working with someone, a coach, I think, and the coach kept saying, um, uh, I've got all these issues with my work. No one wants to work with me. People just don't want to work with me. I can't get any clients. Nobody wants to sign up to work with me. She's like, what, what should I do? And Amanda Francis was like, well, you've got to stop saying nobody wants to work with me. And I've heard Abraham Hicks say similar many times. You know, um, life can't bring you different than that which you expect. Or if you keep telling story A, you can't get reality B because the universe can't bring to you what you're not expecting, what you're not telling the story of, what you're not an energetic match to. And if you're telling yourself consistently, I can't get clients, nobody wants to work with me, no one's signing up, you are blocking yourself with that narrative, with that story, with that energy. And I realized in that moment, like if say I'm saying, for example, um, what could I be saying? Uh, I, I don't get any new followers on Instagram. While it might be, there might be some truth to what you're saying, you have to find some way of saying it better or to stop saying that. So let me use an example of, um, let's use the example of someone who's wanting to get pregnant and they're not pregnant yet. Okay, what they could say, which would be true but not helpful is, I can't get pregnant. I'm not getting pregnant. Clearly, if I was working with someone, if I was coaching someone, if I was talking to a friend about this, I would say, you've got to stop saying that if you want to allow it in in the most easy manner. So what I, what I would get them to say is to say something like, I am I'm, I'm getting pregnant. I have the ability to get pregnant. My body has everything it needs to get pregnant. And then their mind's going to say, all this stuff, right, okay? But what we do is we wanna convince ourselves of this other story. And so say, for example, they, they might say, I, the truth is they might be pregnant in that moment, or the perfect egg is just getting ready to pop out of wherever it pops out of um, <laughs> and come down and be fertilized, or the soul of their future baby is, is ripe and ready to come through. All of the things are starting to work. They just can't see them yet. So you've got to get behind the new story. Let me give another example. Say my example was nobody wants to, nobody wants to work with me. And say the evidence was, well, they're not, there isn't anyone here. I would start saying, people love working with me. Um, wherever I go, people ask about working with me. Um, people, people just can't get enough of me. And then I'd be like, well, this this could be true because there might be people right now who are they've just asked someone to recommend someone to them and that person's recommending me that I don't know I'm not sure I'm explaining this very well but the point is you want to you've got to stop telling that story that's blocking you and find some way somehow to ideally tell a story of the opposite if you can get behind it okay hopefully that makes sense because it's a really, really helpful one. So another teacher that I talked about before, who again, I'm lucky enough to have seen live in London quite a few years ago now is Byron Katie. And she really does walk the walk, just a, a gorgeous, gorgeous soul. So something that again, I think I've shared this before, that she said that really hit me was anytime something doesn't seem to work out for her, she immediately goes to there must be something better. That's just it. It's no question of that for her because she said, 
The alternative is that God is a masochist and she just cannot get behind it. Can't, cannot get behind that. Amazing. The other thing that I learned from her many, many years ago was she said, all of life is a mirror. And I remember when I heard that and I was like, what? Like I kind of get it, but I don't really understand it. I don't really feel it. And now all these years later, I totally know that to be true. And I'm pretty sure Again, in MBA, Catherine Zinkina talks about a spiritual law, which is something like the law of mirrors. And I, I've been saying this to kids for ages, like all of life is like a giant mirror. And simply put, when you're happy on the inside, things go well on the outside. When you're kind of all grumpy and sad, things reflect this back to you. So without getting into all of the sort of nuances and the 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 challenging details, just know that fundamentally, when you feel good, things go good, or they go better. And when you don't, they don't go so good. Um, or they're more challenging than they need to be. And the other thing that I got from Byron Katie is the story that you're telling is key is everything. And again, when I work with kids, one of the things I would say if they were anxious is you can make yourself scared of anything. Like I could tell you that one of my earrings I'm wearing, um, you know, shoots out poisonous darts. And if they hit you, they're, they're lethal. And if you believe that story, you'd be scared of my my earring. And of course, it doesn't do that. Or I could tell you um, a story that if you, you know, you wear this earring, and you get a lifetime supply of the, the healthiest, but most delicious chocolate you could ever imagine, and you might like the earring then. But of course, it does neither. These are just stories. And it's silly examples. But we do this all day, every day to ourselves. We attach meaning to things we judge things and people and ourselves and all the all this different rubbish that our mind comes up with and the more negative the story and the more you believe it the more challenging your life feels and then ultimately goes so you might know that I did a bunch of ayahuasca journeys four or five years ago I think it's maybe five years ago now and I was thinking about what was my key lesson from that and for me the key lesson was when on the first journey, we all had the same amount of ayahuasca. So I had the same amount as like, you know, a 15, 16 stone guy or whatever. So somebody twice my weight might have had exactly the same amount as me. My body is really sensitive and I don't have the hugest body, right? And so for the first part of it, I was physically really unwell because I just had way too much for my system. And I found it really uncomfortable, both physically because I was so ill. But the main challenge for me was that I wasn't able to be there for other people. And this is just so my lifeblood. And I realized that that was my lesson from, from Mother Ay Ayahuasca, like that it was meant to be, it's divinely ordered that I had too much for me and I felt that discomfort because it really showed me, Sophie, the value of tending to myself so that I'm able to there then show up and tend to and be there for other people. And I think this is something that's particularly powerful for me, but as is often the case in my life, I feel these things in, in a more powerful manner so that I'm able to perceive with greater clarity and therefore say hey guys this is how it is and so I think it's true for all of us which is why I'm sharing the the value and the the the, the power in really loving on yourself like I said at the start let me say it again rest a while and all will make sense rest a while and you'll be able to show up in the the, the fullest most loving manner for the people in your life that that you care about Okay, <laughs> you might know that another crazy thing I did maybe three years or so ago was I went on a what's called a silent retreat. But anyway, um, there's so much more to that than 
that that name would imply. And I think that one of the key things that I really got from that experience was on the penultimate night where if you've heard me tell this story before, and I do go into it in quite a bit of detail in Living in Faith, um, you do a night where you don't sleep for the whole night. Okay, so you, you meditate and you have rest periods and you meditate and you have rest periods and you're on your own, obviously in the darkness and really tired because you haven't slept much in the days running up to this and sleep ex exhaustion ensues and crazy energetic stuff happens. It was a really challenging experience. I'm glad I did it, I think. No, I'm, I am glad I did it. it. Took me a while to sort of realize that there must have been a reason for me to do it. But anyway, on, I can't remember what they call this night, but it's got a name. On this night of no sleep, of really going through it, sort of mentally, spiritually, emotionally, whatever, there was like the craziest, craziest, craziest storms, like raging through the night. I've never experienced thunder and lightning like it. It was just mental. And I asked the people that were running the retreat the next day, like, is this normal? And they said, no, it's definitely not normal. But they also said that crazy things like that, that happen all the time when people are going through this, this experience. And so that really underlined for me how external reflects internal. That outer those outer storms were a mirror of my inner like going through stuff and that was so powerful and one of the things that I read on repeat while I was going through that silent retreat because there was no phone that you weren't allowed to have any literature the only thing was there was a bible there and I read um, many, many times the Corinthians passage. I can't remember what number it is or whatever, but it's really well known. People read out a lot at weddings. And um, part of it says, love is patient, love is kind. And that there's, there's way more to it, but it really speaks to this gentle might and power and transformative capacity of love, of the essence of the divine of which everything in this universe is born. And it really underlined that for me, just the essence of love. It's, it's patient, it's kind. And just, yeah, I adore that passage and so, so beautiful. So another crazy thing I did, uh, I don't know, maybe this was about two years ago, was I decided I was gonna spend a weekend in silence on my own fasting and, <laughs> If you've heard me talk about this before, you've probably heard me say that, um, sorry, I've got to fix that weird bit of hair there, that um, at the end of it, I actually felt like I'd had some sort of mini stroke because I put my phone back on and I, there were like people's names and I was like, I know I know this person, but I, I don't know who it is. Uh, and it was scary for a moment, but anyway, I came back to reality-ish. But I, when I was going through that, the only thing I think I allowed myself to listen to was Neil Donald Walsh conversations with god and one of the reasons i think that spiritual um uh, religions and so on and so forth get you to fast is because it's it strengthens your connection with the with the divine and that definitely was my experience a when i was on that retreat and b when i was doing the fast by myself at home and the the thing that made it all worthwhile actually was when i was listening to neil donald walsh he talked about in conversations with God, he was asking God, like, how do I know when it's you that, that it's your voice? And he said, listen for the highest thought. And that thought is the thought that contains joy, the clearest words. And those are the thoughts that contain truth. 
and the sorry while well, I just turn my pages over and the grandest feeling which is love and particularly out of those three it was the highest thought thing that came through for me and if you're in my membership you might remember if you've been in it for a while that I did a whole meditation on that I can't remember what it's called but I'll find it if you want to know what it is so the highest thought the thought that contains joy and so often we can get caught up in which thought do I listen to which is the voice of love and if you listen for what contains joy or my question is does this thought ultimately feel good for me that his way of describing that just made it really clear hence I loved it now, another guy that I really adore is Tony Robbins. And you might know I went to his Unleash the Power Within four or five years ago and did the whole walking on hot coals thing. And one of my key takeaways from that whole crazy, wonderful experience was he said that very often the, the absolute opposite of what that voice in your head tells you is true, is true. So the voice says you're too old. The truth is you are just the perfect age. The voice says, you don't know enough. The truth is, oh my goodness, you know way enough. The voice says, um, the fact that you're overweight is gonna hold you back. The truth is, the fact that you have this challenge is gonna be a massive, massive gift for you in life. And another thing that it didn't come through, um, what was I, sorry, I had a funny story that came to me that then, flew out of my mind that I, I want to bring back because I want to share. Oh, I know what it is. So <laughs> I have shared this before. I can't remember where it was. But when I was learning to to drive, and this is related to the, you know, the opposite of that being true thing, hence me sharing it. Um, when I was learning to drive, I learned to drive a manual car. And I was 17 at the time, super anxious, yada, yada. And I would be in like first gear and I'd have my foot on the accelerator and the car would be revving like a mofo. And I would look across like nervously to my instructor and say, can I, can I change gears now? Let's just say he was called Gary. He wasn't, we'll call him Gary. And he'd be like, yes, Sophie, like you could have changed gears two minutes ago. Okay, going to second gear, same thing, really revving. And then I'd look across tentatively. Is it, is it okay? Yes, Sophie, you could have changed way back when. And this would just go on again and again and again. And I'd forgotten about this, but it came back to me a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh my God, I do this in life because in psychology, they say how you do one thing is how you do everything. And this is so true as a rule. And so my voice will say, you're not ready. You don't know enough. But metaphorically, I will be revving that engine. And it was time for me to jump like way back when. So that's a silly example of how often the very opposite of what the mind tell you, tells you or fear tells you or ego tells you is true is actually true. Now, the other thing that I adore that I've learned from Tony Robbins is, let me tell you the quote. And I talk about this in the embodiment module of Reframe. Identity is the incredible, invisible force that controls your whole life. So I mentioned also Catherine Zinkina earlier on. She did a bunch of Tony Robbins stuff way back when also. So this links in with her. She talks, and a lot of people like me too, would talk about embodiment. As I've said, I've got a whole module on that in, in, in Reframe. And the power and the potency of embodying the version of you already living your dream life, your ideal life, the life that you deeply desire and, of course, deserve. And 
the, the, the power of this, like shifting on the level of identity versus trying to change all your thoughts and actions and behaviors and so on, which is much more clunky and much more challenging. So embodiment, identity, massive. The other thing that actually I got from Tony Robbins, if you've been to one of his events or you've maybe watched uh, an event, what he does very often at those to kind of keep you on it and alert is like, he'd say like, wake up your whole row, or he'd suddenly play music and get you to stand up and dance. He basically talks about breaking state. So say you're in a funk, I don't know, you're a bit tired, you're a bit lethargic. Yes, it might be time to rest a while, as I said at the start, but it could also be that you just break your state, like just ch change the position of your body, focus on something else. This is such a powerful thing to remember to help shift you when you're feeling low, essentially, or lethargic or lacking in energy. Now, another guy that I really love, actually haven't listened to him for a while, and I feel like I want to um, check him out a bit more again, is one of Tony Robbins, actually, uh, one of his mentors, someone called Jim Rohn. I think of Jim Rohn as the grandfather of self-development. If you listen to anyone in the self-development world, so many of them are just espousing what essentially Jim Rohn <laughs> um, told them or someone who passed it on to them. And one of the things that he is pretty famous for having, I think, been the first person to share is that you become the sum of the five people with whom you spend your most time. Essentially, who you surround yourself with is key to how you're going to show up because you're going to be influenced by and impacted by those individuals. Now, what I will also say is it might be challenging to surround yourself with people that you want to emulate and be influenced by. Don't let this stop you. They can be authors, speakers, people who whose podcasts or Instagram you, you follow or listen to. Um, and a lot of people have made use of that. If they can't necessarily find those people, quote, unquote, in real life, it's the next best thing. But embroiling yourself, involving yourself with the, the people who are living the life or the, or the lives, the kind of lives that you want is really, really impactful. Now, I can't believe that the final person I'm, I'm mentioning in this podcast episode is Abraham Hicks because I've been an avid fan of and listener of, of the Abraham Hicks body of work for many years. And there was a time when every freaking day I'd be listening to Abraham Hicks. And I think one of the key things that, that I've learned from Abraham Hicks is that it's just your alignment. <laughs> your alignment trumps everything. Alignment is key because you are going to get, you are going to receive what you're an energetic match for, an energetic match to. And like I said earlier, law of mirrors dictates that outer will mirror back to you inner. And so essentially, when we just boil it all down into the simplest essence, how you feel is everything. Like you can just be in this most amazing state, open for miracles, and they will land in your lap if you're expecting them and believing in them. So as I've touched upon, we can get so distracted and bogged down and caught up in procrastination when we're like, we're caught up in all of the noise out there. One of my things is to just bring it back to the basics. What do we know for sure? Okay, I know for sure that life is responding to my energy. So if I focus a lot of my attention here, that's going to be impactful. But yeah, alignment trumps everything. Okay, I really am ready for my lunch now. That's what I was going to say. I really hope that you found this helpful and I'm ready for my lunch. Um, 
A reminder that my plan is to launch Reframe at the end of June. There will be a short period of time where it is at the lowest price it is ever going to be at. And if you get in before the masterclass, it means you have the chance to be at that masterclass live. Ask me any questions, go through anything that you want to know specifically about the course or anything related. And that masterclass is going to be the bomb it will be in the reframe um in the membership in the membership in the, in the course anyway um but be awesome like i said at the start if you can if you're in it to be there live and there will be that extra special offering that i make to people joining in that initial launch period that is going to hugely up level your experience of reframe which can you tell i am so passionate about and so cannot wait to get in your hands in your ears for me to be able to coach you on a deeper level as close to one-to-one -one as we can get without actually doing one-to-one -one. but wink wink there'll be the extra value related to that for those who join in the kind of um, initial launch period okay thank you thank you thank you as ever for watching for listening i'm gonna go and make my lunch and i will be back next monday with a new episode for you in the meantime have an awesome rest of your day bye from me for now